Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Andre was giant. It was the Lightning goaltender Andre Vasilevsky who stole a 4-2 win over the Caps in Thursday night's Game 4 of the Eastern Conference Final. That completes... Back-to-back victories in the nation's capital. The Bolts, even the best-of-seven series at two games each now. Well, we're down to best-of-three with the Lightning. Got home ice advantage starting with Game 5 Saturday night at Emily Arena. Also, Bucks offensive coordinator Tom Munkin has some advice for Jameis Winston and a colorful description of their problems in the red zone last year. And finally, the Tampa Bay Rays make it four in a row as C.J. Crone goes yard again, this time against his former Angels team. All that and more. On this edition of Sports Day Tampa Bay, I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times, along with producer Steve Versnick. And now uh, let's welcome back our sponsor, Continental Wholesale Diamonds. You know, it's springtime, and that's the season of love. So if you're looking for the perfect gift for your wife or your girlfriend, guys, go see our friend Andy at Continental Wholesale Diamonds. Whether you're looking for a diamond pendant or a bracelet or earrings, or maybe you're ready to pop the question and need an engagement ring, you're going to get the best price at Continental Wholesale Diamonds. Why walk around the jewelry stores and the shopping mall You know, they've got the big overhead, and that means a bigger price for you. Andy sells diamonds to those jewelry stores. And at Continental Wholesale, well, that's where you're paying wholesale prices. There's no pressure. You're going to come in. My friend Andy's going to pour you a nice scotch. She's going to teach you about the four C's of diamonds, carrot, cut, color, and clarity. And he's going to match that perfect diamond for your loved one. It's Continental Wholesale Diamonds. It's where I shop. And they're at 1715 Northwest Shore Boulevard, Suite 150. That's right next to the Penthouse Club. Well, Steve, remember when Andre Veslevsky was pulled in the first game and he wasn't all that great in the second and he gave up 10 goals over five periods? Well, forget about that. Vassy, he stole the show again on Thursday night, man. He was amazing. Um, Wait, we still don't want it? Louis Domingue to start? <laughs> well, look, that got us through a show. <laughs> they were down 0-2, man. The guy, had given up, the guy had given up 10 goals. I mean, anything was possible, right? Coop didn't make that change, thank God. But he has been he has been stellar, and uh, he had what thirty seven saves, I think, against Washington there. That's two games um, in a row, uh, thirty six, thirty seven, that range, yeah. And and they weren't. And when I you know when you say well thirty seven saves, that was a lot. Of, no, these were spectacular. These were point blank, stand on your head, uh, this game is over type saves, right? Uh, and for that for that matter, the I mean the Bolts had to kill off three power plays in the first period alone and of course almost back to back to back uh it was it was six minutes of just you know watching washington pepper the guy and he he was phenomenal i mean he you know you're you're obviously your best penalty killer is your is your goaltender that unit did extremely well uh but i mean that in part that's why and this is incredible stat i mean the, the lightning went 21 minutes in this game without a shot 21 minutes. Now, some of that I mean, was, was was lengthened because it's kind of started with the penalty kills in the first period. Absolutely. Where they almost had six straight minutes of that. And then they got another right. penalty early in the second. So you had four power plays in that stretch. 
Um, and after those power plays, Washington just dominated. They The pucks were staying in the Lightning's end the entire time. They had tons of puck possession. Um, you know, credit the, the Capitals for taking advantage of the power plays. Even though they didn't score, they did create a lot of momentum off of it and a lot of puck possession. Uh, but they couldn't get it past Andre Vasilevsky. I, there was no way I thought that the Lightning were going to win this game right up until. And it just didn't seem that way. I mean, uh, for the second straight game, they fall behind. And when you fall behind in the playoffs, that's, it's, you know, that first goal is, is so important, especially if you're playing on the road. And uh, once again, it was uh, the Lightning giving up a goal early, uh, this time to Dmitry Orloff. He hits, uh, I guess, a bomb with about 428 into the game. But sort of, you know, this has kind of been the Lightning's M.O. of late. Um, they answer. They answered right back. Only a minute and ten after Orlov gave him the lead. Um, you know, it was, I guess it was Braden Point. Mm-hmm. Braden with Point got seventh, the first goal. seventh goal of the playoffs. I mean, this guy has just been, uh, just been nails throughout these playoffs. And then, and then the Lightning grabbed the lead when Steven Stamkos knocks in a rebound on a power play. That's his seventh goal. Pretty passing on both those plays. Beautiful. Just beautiful. I mean, the Braden Point goal was tic-tac-toe, um, yep. and that was beautiful. And the power play, you know, and they even said on the NBC broadcast, all five players on, on the ice touched the the puck within about the last eight seconds prior to that. They just moved it so quickly, and Stamkos had an open net. Remember, what it was what was it, five minutes ago we were talking about what, where was Steven Stamkos? Was he going to show up in these playoffs? Oh, this series, like? he's, been, he's been fantastic oh. this series. He kind of got better as the Boston series went along, and he's been yes, fantastic. Yes, he it's, it's, you know, we know he missed the last three games of the regular season. He had some nagging injuries um, late in the season. It yep. definitely looked like it was affecting him early in the playoffs. I think, you know, having two five-game series and a lot of rest in that and just the time, it seems like it's, you know, he's a lot more healthy than he was. He is, and yet he's still playing uh, nicked up. I mean, he took a, a you know a shot off the knee in the previous game. I guess uh, he might have had another puck hit him in, in uh, the yeah, skate in pra- around. In practice this morning, he had a puck hit him in the face. Yeah, so so things aren't going so well for him right right now. But man, he's playing terrific. Um, it, it's just look. I mean, they they were thoroughly in my mind. They were thoroughly outplayed in this game. Um, you know. Score notwithstanding, this was one of those where we talk about it a lot, how your goaltender, if he can steal you one or two, this game was all Vassy. This this game was stolen. And we'll talk about the great goals and the great plays. And, of course, Killorn gets the game winner late. But I'm telling you, man, we you know, at the beginning of the year, even before that, going back to last year, I mean, people talked about Vasilevsky and how special he was and how, you know, I mean, I heard – comparisons to Marty Brodeur. I mean, this this is the kind of reverence that they've had for this goaltender. And you have to admit, the series did not start well for him. It didn't start well for the Lightning. And they didn't play well around him. It wasn't his fault. I think that's why he got pulled in the first, you know, the first game because this gave the guy no help at all. But to see him go up there on the road in that environment and play as well as he has the last two games and this game, this game was all vasty to me. Well, I've, you know, we mentioned after the Boston series that, you know, the Lightning had played 10 playoff games to that point. You could make a case they outplayed the opponent in all 10 games. Maybe Boston could. game one, you could say Boston outplayed. I think in the New Jersey series, everyone agrees they outplayed New Jersey in all five games. They lost the, the, the one game after taking seven penalties in the third period, and they gave up the lead. In this series, they've only outplayed Washington one game. That was game three because Washington dominated right. tonight. 
But right. in a playoff, in a in a playoff where you're trying to win 16 games, get to the Stanley Cup, generally your goalie's going to have to steal you a game or two along the way. And tonight he did. He absolutely did, and and so, um, you know, the game winner, of course, was by Alex Kalorn. You mentioned what a, what a great pass it was um, to Kalorn for that game winner, and of course, Mikhail Sergachev gets the empty netter there right at the end. Um, yeah, it, it, was it was Tony Sorella. Tony Sorella got the empty netter. Oh, it's Tony Sorella. My bad. Yeah, you're right. I'm sorry. Uh, that's exactly right. But you know, Kalorn is one of those guys. He you really haven't seen him show up all that much, especially in terms of goal scoring. That was a beautiful goal. I mean, he goes forehand, backhand in a very tight space. Now, it was a, uh, you, you didn't see it at when you know watching it live. You didn't realize how skilled that play was. Oh, right in front of the right in front of the goaltender, taking it from the forehand to the backhand, right through the five hole. It was phenomenal. So, I believe that was his twentieth career playoff goal. Right. Yeah. No. He's 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 been uh, you know he's been nails in the, in the postseason. So, um, I'll tell you what, I would have not have bet you that when they were down two zero, that this team could go to Washington the way the Caps were playing, uh, and and the way they played tonight. Uh, you could say that the Caps didn't play a great game in Game Three. I'll give you that. Um, you know, the Lightning. I thought took advantage of some things and, and, uh, and, and played better, you know? Um, but, but tonight or last night, uh, as we taped this as early in the morning on, on uh, Friday, uh, it, you just can't imagine that, um, that the lightning would come away with this win. I mean, look, Washington was very good. Washington is a very good team. I don't know how this series is going to end up. I'll be honest with you. When you start a series where every team wins, on the road when home ice means nothing, you know, um, that really says something. It's kind of been a trend throughout all these playoffs, hasn't it, hasn't it Steve? Yeah, I think I heard a stat today that in in hockey, 25 times in the past, there's been a series where the road team won the first four games, and it's been 2-2. And 16 out of the 25 are won by the higher-seeded team, the, the eventual winner, which would be, in this right. case, the Lightning. So in general, once once the home or the the favored team or the the, the team with home ice gets home ice back and getting it two two after losing the first two at home, they generally win the series. Yeah, I mean, and and now now home ice has to mean something to the Lightning, and they got two of the last three, of course, coming back here, and just I think momentum. Um, you know, certainly Washington had it going to Washington. They lost it there. Momentum certainly is all on the Lightning side right now. They'll come home to Emily Arena. That place, as the young kids say, Steve, you always say, it's going to be lit. It will be. <laughs> but, you know, kudos. Andre Vasilevsky absolutely stole this game tonight. No doubt. But kudos to the Lightning power play the last few games. Or the, Six I mean, of 14. Or the, the power play, not only the power play, but the penalty kill, too. Penalty the penalty kill, kill has been fantastic, and Washington has a dynamic power play. There was one, there was one power play tonight where I don't know that Washington um, – had it across their blue line more than two or three times. I mean, it was. Uh, I don't. I'm not sure they got a shot either. By the way, yeah. Um, I mean, you know, they, was, they had some chances in the power plays tonight, but the Lightning penalty kill the last few games has been spectacular, and it's really, really I mean, you know, good. Andre Vasilevsky stole this game, but the penalty kill was huge too, and and Vasilevsky's a part of that, but it's the biggest part. But they you know, played Ryan, really Ryan well. Ryan Callahan around. has been just lights out on the penalty kill for Blocking the last several so, games, shots, and, and yeah. everyone else too, but. Um, mm-hmm. it, it's, you know, they were getting out on Ovechkin in the shooting lanes and blocking his shots. And, uh, you know, 
as much maligned as the penalty kill was at the beginning of the playoffs and for the second half of the season, you know, it's looked really, really good, especially in Washington. It has. And, and, and their power play, 6 of 14, man, I don't know how much better you can do that. Um, and of course, you know, Stamkos has, uh, has been a, a big, uh, big part of that one as well. Well, and, and you the, know, the Kalorn go came right after a power play. It wasn't a power play goal, but it was the power play, the momentum all created from it that, that they scored on. That's true. Correct. You know, Washington got back a big player for them tonight um, or last night on Friday, on Thursday. It was Nicholas Backstrom. Um, he had had that um, swollen hand. I mean, if you saw him coming into the arena, they, they had a good shot of him uh, on, um, I guess it was NBC Sports, uh, with a swollen right hand going into the game. But you know what? He's a factor, and, and he mm-hmm. may help them throughout the rest of the series. He had four shots. He won six of nine faceoffs. He looked like he got more comfortable uh, as the game went along. Right. And and as this series goes along, he's going to be more and more comfortable, and mm-hmm. that's going to be something they're going to have to contend with because that's just another one of their top players that they've had to play without until Thursday night. So uh, that was that was huge. So it'll be Game Five uh, at Emily Arena. That game starts at seven fifteen on NBC, the main network, and that's right after the Preakness, as uh, we see if a very special horse tries to go for the justified. Justify, who is a who proved he could run in the mud. And it's supposed to be bad weather up there as well. Um, it, it, you know, it's funny. We went, I don't know how many years. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Without Triple Crown, and now it seems like every time you have a super horse, uh, it's a possibility. So well, this horse is undefeated. didn't run as a two-year-old, so uh, 4-0, I believe, uh, now is, is in racing, a late, late bloomer. So we'll see if uh, make it two in a row for the Triple Crown. That's where my money is. On Thursday, I had a chance to talk to Todd Munkin, the Bucks' offensive coordinator. He was a receivers coach as well. Now he's just going to be the OC, and that means he'll have more time to spend with quarterback Jameis Winston, another voice for him, somebody maybe to deliver uh, a lot of the same messages that Dirk Cutter does, but in a different way. And Munkin, as much as anything, uh, you know, he's a good offensive mind, but he's also a pretty good psychologist. I mean, he's somebody that's helped. Mike Evans get through some drops and, and advance his game. Uh, and we had a chance to talk to him. And you've heard this theme over and over now. I think Gerald McCoy brought it up. I'm not sure it hasn't started with Munkin, to be honest with you. But what he talked about with Jameis Winston is he said, essentially, he would like Winston to try a little bit less to impress. What I've seen, irrespective of the physical stuff on the field, is um, um, let's not try so hard. He has natural... I'm talking about it's who he is a man. He's got natural leadership qualities, a toughness about him. Guys want to follow him. Um, it's okay to fail. It's okay you're human. It's okay to to be hurt. It's okay to um, to have that side of you. Let's just go. Let's. Um, you don't have to try so hard. Um, the guys will follow you. Just just be yourself. Expand on just what you meant by not trying so hard. Well, <clears throat> I think the best way to put it is is that. Um, in our league, 
there's so much pressure put on the coaches and that one position. Okay, uh, nobody uh, gets the credit or lack uh, or the credit either way of winning or losing than the quarterback or the coaches. That's fine. That's the way it is. Okay, no one, as I've talked about before, no one, no one's going to blame. Mike Evans for why we haven't made the playoffs. So they're not going to blame each other. They get the quarterback, and that's part of it. We get that. That doesn't mean we all don't own it. So I think the biggest thing is it's okay, Jameis, to be yourself. You don't have to try so hard. The guys know you naturally are a leader. And he's done a great job. He is that for our team. But at times, it's, you know, it's, it's hard. I mean, it's hard when you're hurt, when you're hurt. And you're not winning the way you want, and so you're trying so hard to get the guys because he wants to win so bad. We all do. I try too hard sometimes because I, I want it so bad. And it's clear what Munkin is talking about is just all the stuff that you know sort of swirls around Jameis in terms of you know whether it was the pregame hype speeches with eating W's uh, that kind of go over the top. Um, certainly when he you know he got emotional when he got yanked out of the New Orleans game when he was injured. He gets into the altercation on the sideline with their defensive back. And then Mike Evans comes over and he ends up doing something that gets him suspended. So all the extracurricular stuff, you know, really Winston doesn't need. If he just sort of scale it back a little bit, like he said, I mean, the guy's a charismatic leader. Everybody's going to follow him. He works as hard as anybody in the building. So he really doesn't need to try as hard. Um, to carry the team, and I think that will probably, at some point, filter on to the field as well. Although they like his, you know, I mean, there's the one thing that they've been consistent about is they don't want him to pull back on, on trying to make plays. It'd be nice for him to check some balls down once in a while, and certainly, you know, the fumbles have become a problem because he won't give up on a play, and so protecting the ball is still an issue. But um, I think what they're talking about is all the things that kind of go around him. Um, you know, the, the extracurricular stuff and trying to motivate his team. And, and also, um, you know what, when you're hurt, you're hurt. Uh, you know, they've gone back and, and it's no fault of his. In fact, if you want to blame anybody, you probably should look at the organization and say they should have erred on, on the side of caution. Although if your starting quarterback says he's okay and he's cleared by the doctors, he's going to play. But I think they wish that, you know, maybe that Jameis wouldn't have tried to be so much of a hero and feel like, you know, he has to be out there um, come hell or high water. So he wasn't quite the quarterback, but he was much better when he came back. The other thing that Munkin addressed is just how god-awful they were in the red zone a year ago. They ranked 24th in the NFL. But the thing that he's quick to note is that that sounds awful, and it's not very good. But with five more touchdowns, because it's such a, a bunched group in a small sample of teams, only 32 in the NFL, if they have scored five more touchdowns, they were, they would have ranked as high as eighth. So, you know, when you have dropped passes, fumbled snaps, missed assignments, I mean, they had, I think, only the New England Patriots had more first downs in the league last year than the Bucks did. So they were down there a lot. They just weren't able to cash in. And basically, Munkin said that, you know, they made their own mistakes, had a colorful way of phrasing it. Listen to how Munkin describes the Bucks in the red zone. Well, I got a chance to meet with the team, and I don't, I don't sugarcoat things very much. And, and we absolutely chose to suck. Uh, we made that decision as an offense to play poorly. Um, we did. We, we did a lot of things down the stretch, which is crazy. I'm just taking the back half once we got Jameis back. We did a lot of things to compete. I like the way our guys compete. We started. We stopped feeling sorry for ourselves, but we did enough things that 
um, that you can't do. You do if you're a bad team. Bad football loses before good football wins. We're talking about quarterback, uh, you know, center exchanges, costly penalties, um, you know, missed opportunities uh, to put games away. But I do like the way our team finished at the end with, you know, with that last five-game stretch. We played all teams that were getting ready for the playoffs. Uh, all of them had to win. We really didn't have anything to play for, and our guys continued to play. With that being said, it's a production league. We've got to find a way to win. Uh, but I am fired up uh, the way we finished out the year, the way our guys continue to compete. Because even in that game, we weren't we weren't perfect. I mean, we had turnovers. We had mistakes. That, uh, but then to come through at the end was really exciting. But you hit it on the head. We've, we've got to be better in those critical areas. Uh, how do we stop turning the ball over? How do we stay being explosive? How do we score touchdowns in the red zone? You know, we finished whatever, 24th in the league. Um, what's interesting about that is it just would have taken five more touchdowns and you jump from 24th to 8th because the sample size is so small. You got like 53 opportunities, which was 7th in the league. We got down there 7th most in the league, but we didn't take advantage of those opportunities. And so what is that? That's just being a hair on point. You know, at Carolina or, or here, uh, just a few other decisions. And we made some good plays. We just we weren't consistent enough. And uh, if you want to get to where you want to get, you, you've got to be good. Those areas are, are critical. So the Bucs will continue their offseason workouts. Actually, it's uh, OTAs um, beginning next week. It'll be full squad. You have the rookies and the veterans together. And uh, that's sort of another phase of the offseason where they actually get together. It's still no pads and that kind of thing. But, um, you know, a full squad voluntary workout we still know Deshaun Jackson he's still doing his thing in California so it might not be everybody but um, a a big step in in these next three weeks where they'll really uh, start to play a little football and a little offense against defense and that sort of thing so we'll have all that coverage on tampabay.com for you and we'll talk about it of course here on Sports Day Tampa Bay meanwhile uh, out in Anaheim Steve the Rays win their fourth in a row seven to one over the over the California or Anaheim or Los Angeles at Anaheim Angels whatever the hell they're called these days um, soon to be a separate to... country as California is going to vote to secede from the Union I think Isn't are they the really out there oh, it's always on the ballot out there or then they're going to split into three states that's the other one they always, they always them, have some man. crazy thing like that it's either them or Texas I'm not sure who's yeah well, go yeah, first, te- yeah they, they, they both are kind of considering that Absolutely. So, but in, but it's been a uh, a successful road trip now, four in a row for the Rays. Uh, C.J. Crone, who uh, got hot at the right time, he goes yard against his former team. That's his eleventh home run of the year. Maybe third, the best third performance. Straight game he's hit a home run. Yeah, he's he's on fire, and maybe the best game I think of the year for Chris Archer. Uh, he goes uh, what into the seventh inning, no runs, gives up only two hits. He walked four. He wasn't very efficient. One hundred and four pitches, managed to strike out five. Uh, they turned it over to Austin Pruitt, and he finishes the game. Only run coming on a home run by uh, Otani. Man, that that kid, it is incredible what he's managed to do, both pitching and hitting. I mean, this is just uh, – It is, but remember, up, the Rays have a kid in their farm system, Brandon McKay, who just got promoted up from uh, rookie league ball to single A ball, um, who they're working with to both pitch and hit. Um, and the Might word, be the same thing. You know, the word I've heard on him is he's dominating – uh, pitching-wise down there. And hitting-wise, a lot of the teams are pitching around him. So he's not really getting much experience or help hitting uh, because he's so far advanced from all the others that they're pitching around him. That's respect, man. Mad respect. It's yeah, but it doesn't, it doesn't help you become a better big leaguer at that point. That's yeah, okay. He'll get, <laughs> his, he'll, get his, he'll get his swings. Don't worry about that. They're, they can't pitch. They can't pitch. They can't hide him forever, man. No. 
I think it's fascinating to what Otani has done. And if you get more players that do that, if you got a guy that can swing the bat like that and pitch, I mean, it's always been said that you have to choose. And uh, Otani's just been phenomenal so far. So it's been fun to watch. But uh, the Rays uh, managed to handle the Angels and, uh, and take care of business. So four in a row for them. Christian Arroyo from Hernando High, he makes his debut with the Rays. He goes two for five. Uh, plays, uh, I believe he started at third base, but some bad news for the race, and Royal may be moving to shortstop soon. Uh, Hedeni Hechevarria in the first inning has to leave with a hamstring injury. He's going to be reevaluated today, according to Mark Tompkin. He thinks that he could go on the disabled list. You already got Carlos Gomez on the 10-day DL, and Matt Duffy, who was available to pinch hit but didn't play and was not in the lineup, it looks like he might not come back in the lineup until maybe Saturday at the earliest. So suddenly the Rays with a bunch of injuries, and let's face it, they're not uh, very deep to begin with. I mean, they're they're playing with, uh, you know, sort of a lineup that uh, everybody has to has to contribute, you know, in, in offensively. And, and it's been defense and pitching that's carried them along. But four wins in a row, and as Mark Tompkin wrote the other day, you know, they're still not at 500, but what if this thing actually works for them? I mean, this has been – so far, a successful road trip. Still hard to believe they lost three out of four to Baltimore to start this road trip, but they've certainly uh, turned that around. So, well, and right now they're a game out of third place in the AL East behind Toronto. How about that? Toronto Move lost again tonight, so they're uh, Toronto's at five hundred. The Rays are two games below five hundred. A little too early for this, but I actually saw on MLB Network tonight the wild card standings. <laughs> they're five games out. I mean, it's like, come on, man. Now, if they start it's, showing it's, the elimination numbers, that's when you start going, oh, wait, come that's on. When you, that's when you start wondering, yeah. But, I mean, it's, not, it's like the middle of May, and they're already showing the wild card standing. So uh, your Tampa Bay Rays are, are in the middle uh, of that. So we got a busy weekend in sports. Of course, Game 5 on Saturday at Emily Arena. And then, of course, they'll go on uh, back to Washington. Now we're at the, uh, you know, it's, we've gone 2-2 now. It's 1-1-1. So two of the next three games at Emily Arena – uh, with one game on on Monday, I guess, in Washington. We'll see whether the Lightning can wrap that up in six or if they'll need seven games or just how that series is going to go. But what a what a great accomplishment for them to make this an even series now at two games apiece. The Rays will continue in Anaheim. you got the Preakness on Saturday. So busy weekend in sports. We'll be back on Monday to talk about all of it. We're here every Monday through Friday. We appreciate you guys listening to the podcast and the feedback that you have given us. You can reach us on Twitter at SportsDayTB. You can reach me on Twitter at NFL Stroud or online. Uh, you can email me at rstroud at tampabay.com. We'd love for you guys to rate and review this podcast. And where can they get that, Steve? Anywhere you get podcasts. You can download it through iTunes or Google Play. You can use uh, uh, third-party apps like Stitcher or TuneIn or SoundCloud or iHeartRadio. You can rate, review, like those posts there, or you can go to tampabay.com slash sports. Latest episodes are always there as well. Thanks so much uh, for listening. We'll talk to you on Monday. I'm Rick Stroud, the Tampa Bay Times. For Steve Versnick, have a great weekend, everybody. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.